Welcome to Healing Aloud. I'm Jory. I'm Shanna Mae. We talk about things we're learning as we navigate our personal mental health. We hope you will join and learn with us as we go. So today's episode is on play. This is one that is a really big umbrella to cover. So today we're just going to um, do a brief uh, description of it. And we're going to dive into different elements uh, and specific parts of play uh, in future episodes. But today, um, going over like, uh, what is play? Who is it for? Why does it matter? Um, what are ways that uh, you can play? And how does it fit in our lives? So um, I wanted to do this episode because I don't, I feel like this is one that I'm honing in uh, currently. <laughs> Thank you, Brene Brown, for that suggestion, <laughs> because I don't, I've always felt like a disconnect with uh, play for a while, like a, a really long time. But, um, yeah. and the more I research, I feel like there are areas that I feel like I really understand and that I'm really thriving in. And then there's other areas that I'm like really, really struggling and I would like to strengthen those. So that's part of why we wanted to do this episode and why I wanted to do this episode. I think that one reason why it's important to talk about is we don't often think about play as adults. I realize that when I do play, I almost feel silly or ashamed, like I'm being juvenile or Mm -hmm. like I don't want anybody to know that I'm like the ways that I play. Yes. (laughs) Like, for example, um, like one category of play is like, fantasy player like fantasizing I'm like I don't want people to know that I like to pretend things <laughs> like when yeah. I'm falling asleep I like to like have some like imagination you know just in my own head pretending I don't know just very I like to pretend like I'm a princess and I think about like how my palace would be set up and oh I'd have those gorgeous silk curtains and oh and they'd have this brocade and <gasps> it's silly stuff or um the princess thing really is a thing for me like I'll be doing laundry and I'll get the laundry machine started and I'll pretend like it's my scullery maid and like (laughs) (laughs) do you do that too yeah it's like when you put on like a really nice flowy like floor length dress and you're like I am the bell of the ball and I'm walking down the stairs (laughs) and it's just like hitting the stairs perfectly and you're like this is the peak of the life. I am the bell of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> or you put your um, laundry basket on your hip and all of a sudden you're like Cinderella. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad I am not the only adult that like still <laughs> indulges in these things. I mean, just like in my own head. <laughs> I think it's just like, it's just like, I love this idea that like, like you do one action and like all of a sudden you're transformed into like a different person, like having like a cup of tea and a like, like in a, pro- Oh yes. In and a now proper I'm like Julie Andrews yes. or something. Yes. <laughs> the thing is about play is that like, it's, it's become, um, 
in like especially I feel like especially in American culture that play is like it is frowned upon for adults like you can kind of do it in, as a child and there's like but it's like very set up like it's structured and mm-hmm. and the thing about play is that like there isn't a lot of structure there is a lot of like imagination and like letting loose and just being in that state of like letting it take you wherever it takes you and and I I think that's really sad that like we're like taking away the play younger and younger and younger until like we're we grow up and we're like what is play or like play is a luxury or play is Mm, yeah is um it's not for me and like anybody who isn't indulging in play they must not be mature and I and I think that's a really sad mindset um yeah so like play I feel like it's been tried to been defined in like a lot of different a lot of different times and but it's like it's still not it's still an abstract idea and there's and it's still being formed and defined to like get a good grasp on how to explain it to a person um yeah and so area of research it yeah and and like and that it's I like that because of Brene Brown and Stuart Brown and um other people that like it is having more um grip on today's world on like it is important believe it or not and and I and I feel like um I feel like play is like one there's there's a sense of autonomy that goes into it because you are allowing yourself to uh, govern yourself in a way that like brings you joy you know yeah and I and I feel like like it is it's not just for enjoyment but like to really like a like a point of thriving like it's not just imagination it's not just it's not for things that are just fun it's for um creating and I mean there are parts that's like um I don't know um well I think maybe correct me if I'm wrong but maybe what you're trying to get at is that like um, it's more than just having fun. It's like essential to as, as animals on this planet, as people on this planet. Right. And like, yes, thank you for like catching my vibe. It's and like one of the things that like Stuart Brown mentions is that like play is essential to adaptability. And I thought that was mm. so interesting. And so like for us to adapt better, we have to play and that goes for like your work and that goes for like the changes that are happening like and like going off of ratatouille like change is life and I love that so much that's like that hits me harder every time I see ratatouille that change is (laughs) life and I think that this idea that um change is an inevitable part of life um from a mental health perspective, change is a lot of times what instigates a mental health issue. 
um, whether it's a traumatic change or even one that like you expect, it can still be difficult to get through. Yeah. And so being able to be adaptable has some really direct uh, mental health applications. Yes. Yeah. And like Stuart Brown also says, you know, the opposite of play is depression. Yeah. And that when we don't have time and space in our lives to play, that we lose, we lose the spark. We lose purpose. Yeah. We lose there's no motivation there's no hope there's no drive there's there's nothing to look forward to like there there are studies sorry go go ahead ahead. (laughs) i was just saying and so i wonder like with this idea that play is not always accessible to adults or acceptable for adults i just wonder like how much happier of a society we would be if we um encouraged play among one another, uh, no matter your age. Yeah. Yes. Because I mean, like when you have a baby, um, or like when you're with a child, I should say, because it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily relevant when you have a baby. It's when you're with a child, um, like, and you are engaging them in play where you like, you're making sounds at each other. You're grinning at each other. There's like you're taking their hands and like wiggling them around yeah I was about to say like it's totally applicable with a baby I've been playing with my baby all day and well I'm I'm, it is a it is applicable it's not what I mean is it's not exclusive to just when you have a baby um like like both of those brains are being lit up at the same time because both of them are engaging in that play and that's bonding. That's the social aspect that like as humans, you need that. And, and I, and I like, I love like the benefits of play that like they uh, mentioned in some of the research is like uh, curiosity and it helps to regulate emotions, which is like a lot of the mental health things that like you were mentioning, um, like regulating emotions like we're not taught that like not really I don't feel like like it's it's fairly new that we're being taught how to regulate our emotions and like that play is essential to that and like when you take away play how how are you supposed to cope Mm -hmm. and like the social aspect and like the memory development and the adaptability the innovation and like the innovation like I had to think about really hard because um like um, Brene Brown, she was like telling about um, uh, companies who would go to her and they'd be like, we aren't wanting new stuff, but like, we can't figure out why. And like, are you allowing them to be vulnerable? Well, that wouldn't work. Like, no, it does. It, it, it has to work like without vulnerability, without like the allowing of emotions and for people to like learn, like, people who go through a hard thing and like they have that drive because they like learn from that hard thing and they want to make it better for the next time that that thing happens that comes around um and vulnerability is also a part of creativity and creativity is one of the essential aspects of play that's how we i guess we haven't really quite defined play yet um but one of the um aspects that helps us identify what is playing what's not is creativity and 
creativity involves vulnerability because you're putting something out there that you don't know is going to work. Yeah. You're, um, um, there's this quote, I can't remember the artist's name, but I believe he was the artist behind the Dilbert comics. Okay. But the quote goes, um, creativity is not being afraid to make mistakes and art is knowing which mistakes to keep. And I, I love that. that one. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I love that one so much because like mistakes aren't necessarily a bad thing. Like, and when you play, you don't worry. Mistakes. No, so you allow them about to like happen. what, yeah, when I was thinking about, like, what are some ways that I play? And this is going to reveal me as a super nerd. But I like making computer programs to do silly, ridiculous things, like calculate things or create images Perfect. and things. And I know I'm not doing it in the perfect, most efficient way. And I know that there are going to be mistakes in there, but it's fun. And it's fun to figure out. Mm-hmm. How would you do this? How would you solve this? Like one I recently did was trying to find, um, because I also really like math, Mm -hmm. um, trying to figure out if you can create every number up to whatever, 100 or whatever, by using the numbers 1, 3, 4, and 6, and addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. And are there numbers you can't create using that? And so I made a program that like went through and tested them and being able to be like, okay, well, how can I make this more efficient? Or what if I try this? Oh, nope, that broke the whole thing. Or I did it this way, but now I'm doing, you know, and like this idea that this doesn't have to be perfect. And I mean, we don't often think of computer programming or mathematics as a creative endeavor, but for me in that moment, it was, yeah. And, and I love that because that's a different, I love that you shared that because that, like, to me, that is not fun. <laughs> that to me <laughs> is not a source of play. Like, and I, and, and that's what I love about like people is that like, when we allow people to be weird and to be funky and, and whatever that they are, that it, it gives room to like, it fills in all the gaps that like as people we need like people Mm -hmm. who are into finances love that for you people who are into like really organizing things love that for you if you want to do art love that for you some people like art is like the most cringeworthy thing and I think that is the most fascinating and I think that as humans like recognizing the thing that you're wigging out about in a good way like that makes the world go round like truly Mm -hmm. I think that when we embrace our weird embrace our vulnerability embrace who we are and I love that you know that you're good at that and that's something that you enjoy that that like brings out that like gives people more opportunities to like like to be their most authentic selves. And I love that. That is, that's such an important part of like humanity, I feel like. And so, and also it points out that like what's play for me might not be play for you. And the play is really individual and it's about the experience of the player. Yes. Um, Another part of the definition of play is that it creates like an altered state where when you're playing, 
you're in the zone, you're alert and happy, not stressed and alert, but alert and happy. Mm-hmm. And like you lose track of time. Like it's, it's, you, you, you get so involved that like you, you like lose all sense of everything else. Like it is you and this thing. The other aspect of play as many researchers define it is that it's self-chosen, self-directed and intrinsically motivated, which means that it's something you want to do. Yeah. And that the act of doing is the point. Yeah. And I think that's probably like the best um, uh, definition like that. You, that It's something you want to do, like period. Because it's mm. like when you have that drive and you get into the zone and you like you have that one because there's like even on Google, like there it, it goes on for so long. Like there are so many definitions like it's not there's not one singular um, definition for it because like there are elements that go into play. There's the mm-hmm. individual play. There's the social play. There's the teasing. There's games. There's physical play there's body play there's object play there's like the rough and tumble play there's the spectator play there's ritual play there's imaginative play there's 3d play there are so many parts that go into play that you can't you can't really define and put it just in one one sentence or one explanation and like leaving it that like it is something that you want to do um to like engage in and something that you want to do for your enjoyment or whatever so hopefully as we've kind of talked about what play is we get to a point where it's like you know it when you see it and so once we kind of see what play is how do we make time for that in our lives especially as adults and how is that relevant in our day-to-day um like not in my personal experience because like I do have to set aside time like I am learning how to engage and play more with my kids and also with my friends um but because like me I feel like I do really well with individual play like that is not an issue for me um and so I do set aside time but like to engage in play um and like teasing like is also a form of play because like like some people's form of teasing is like sarcasm like where sarcasm like it goes on and on and then like playing and playing until everybody's like laughing and hopefully nobody's feelings get hurt because that's when you cross the line and it's not it's yeah. not play anymore <laughs> um and like to some people that is like the ultimate game of play um and um and I like the idea like Stuart Brown he's like one of his quotes is like work cannot work without play which is Hmm. like same as like Brene's um mentality of like like you can't grow as a company as whatever without the vulnerability and with both of those aspects like you have to allow people to bring in their human element. Like if you want things to thrive, you have to add the human element where they want to do things, where they want to engage, where they want to build off of a thing that uh, 
allows them to be who they are and to build off of their own experiences and their life and to add that to whatever. Yeah. Well, you said that you're, you feel like you've got individual play down more than like play with others. Yeah. So what are, what does individual play look like for you? So I am a artsy kind of a person. I, I love, um, like when I think of crafts, like the word crafts makes me cringe, but when I'm doing crafts, I'm like, I love this so much. I don't know why that, why doing it and hearing it is different, but <laughs> um, like to me, so I, I like painting. I like doing um, uh, like mosaic stuff, collage stuff. I like jewelry making. I do henna, like that kind of stuff where it's like, it is just me. And, um, and like looking at my life and recognizing that like I had a lot of opportunities to do it, to do things my own way and to do things in whatever, because like I allowed the boredom, like not, okay. Not that I allowed the boredom is that like boredom was a constant companion for me. <laughs> um, like background on that is like, um, I have a couple of cousins that are like in my age group, but like, I don't have, I didn't have like a lot of people like, in like in my neighborhood that were my age I didn't have a lot of like I have one cousin who's my age and everybody else is like a lot older or a lot younger than me and Mm -hmm. I have a four-year gap above and below me and so like I was alone a lot in your siblings yeah with my siblings and and so like this individual play was how I coped with um being alone because here's to like allowing boredom into uh the element of play and so like imagining and um like doing just just doing things and so like that just like created an opportunity for me so that's where I feel like why I thrive in individual play so well um is because of that yeah and I think that um I'm similar in that individual play is easier, but that's more of like a scheduling thing or just a not having to put myself out there kind of a thing for me. What do you mean not putting yourself out? Do you feel like putting yourself out there um, is, is more work than for you to just schedule it out and to just do it on your own or like explain that more? Yeah. So I think, so we've kind of talked about how like as adults, there's kind of, a certain like shame around playing like it's an indulgence Mm -hmm. and so it's one thing for me to take some time to do something creative or imaginative but it takes a certain amount of vulnerability to be like hey friend do you want to do this creative imaginative fun thing with me Mm -hmm. like that's um harder because like, I don't know, maybe they're going to think I'm weird or maybe they're going to think oh, it's I'm the vul- silly. The vulnerability, yeah. Yeah, the vulnerability aspect that goes into play. Yeah, and I think that, like, it's easier if it's more structured in a way. Okay. You know, like, making music is creative and it may be make 
feel really vulnerable to be like, hey, come make music with me. But it's less vulnerable to like join the church choir. You know, and so I feel like as far as like group play, like it's easier if there's like some kind of structure that mm. I can like lean back on. Okay. Um, or even, you know, like if you like the library has a class on painting pottery or something. Yeah. Then you can be like, oh, hey, go do this with me. Yeah. Um, Where it know. like gives like enough structure that you know what you're doing like uh, like tag where it's like okay the rules are you have to run and touch someone and that person is it and but like there's not like you have to go to this but like it still gives enough wiggle room that you can still allow yourself to make choices and to and to do it however you need to do it there's just like that setup of eventually is that what I understand is that what I'm understanding yeah um, and partly, and partly it's also that like, because there is this pre-existing structure mm. or, um, like, I don't know, I keep saying structure, but like this institution around, you know, whether it's like the library or the church or something, I don't feel like it's silly because look, everybody else is doing it. Like, this is a thing that enough people do that they like have it on Tuesdays. Okay. You know, so it's less vulnerable because I'm like, okay, well, if I'm silly and playful, at least I'm not the only one. Because look, we have a whole room full of people on Tuesday that are doing this. Yeah. And that's like a human element that I, that I also like appreciate because like when you do go in groups, because like, um, like I, I grew up doing sports and like (laughs) you're running like a lot like I I did volleyball and basketball mostly um and like there's so much sweating and like and like accidental whatever and like you're gonna look so weird in so many different ways but like it's acceptable because you're doing the thing and and there is (laughs) like and you're letting it just be whatever it is and and like when you're singing, oh my gosh, uh, I, sorry, I, I like had this flood when I was thinking of like you <laughs> being in the church choir. I remember like being in the fourth grade and we were doing this like big song and there was this part where you had to be quiet and I sang out this one note so loud. <laughs> oh, goodness. And I was like, ah, oh my gosh. And everybody just like laughed but like and it's like it's embarrassing but like that was a time period to like that like there was that social you need to sing (laughs) and like singing is still fun for me but like sometimes I'll think about them like oh my gosh (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so yeah I, I think like giving like having that play giving that um that ground level to to like be silly but like acceptably so where it's not like um it 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 doesn't allow a lot of room for like um shame I I feel like yeah where it's it is like embarrassment or uh guilt where it's like oh yeah uh maybe or like maybe not 
not that next time and just like moving on so like as we you know have these different activities that we could do in like a certain amount of structure or like group involvement Mm -hmm. I wonder like at what point that stops becoming play like I know I talk about music a lot because it's a big part of my life but like I think about like being in the church choir like how playful is that like if I'm not choosing the song I'm not choosing the venue you know things like that and like at what point do is it just become work that you know Easter is coming up. We need to have a nice um, musical number for that. And do we have enough sopranos and altos? And You know what I mean? The baseline of like, as we end this episode, like, bo- like play is a sense of belonging for people. It's, um, it's the social, like there are studies that go, that people who live the longest um, are involved with like social stuff clubs book clubs whatever it's a social aspect and when we belong like as children like the Montessori's like um like making uh furniture that is like for children made for children so that they belong like that allows them to feel like they belong and to make things that like are a part of us and I feel like play is like how is also a form of belonging it is for children it is for adults it is for old people like in whatever form that that means to you and like in future episodes we'll dive down uh deeper into like specific types of play um but knowing that it's an important element and that everybody should find the thing that they like to play in, uh, whether that is um, fun or just something that you look forward to. Um, yeah, and to not feel ashamed of taking time to play. And yeah. I know we didn't really talk about this too much, but um, because everybody's busy. I know there are some people who must be listening who are going like, I do not have time to just play. Yeah. Um, but finding ways to integrate it into um, your life, uh, whether it's just in small ways, you're taking a minute to be silly with a child, make funny faces, coo at a baby, or, you know, or having some imaginative play as you're going about your chores and whatnot, just in rich inner life. Or also, like, one aspect of play is that the doing is more important than the goal. Yes. And so there are a lot of things that you might be doing throughout the day. Like, maybe you're cooking dinner. And, you know, you could cook that recipe that you know everybody likes and you've done it 10 million times. Or you could play with it. Dinner will still get on the table. Yep. But you try a new recipe or... um try a new secret ingredient or, you know, like finding ways to just integrate play into your life and be unapologetic about it too. Yeah. And that like, for me, that's a practice. That's something that I have to practice, but like, um, like to judge up your life a little bit, (laughs) to add a little more of you into your day. I love that. And to have the confidence that like, the world needs more of you 
And to like have that vulnerability to put more of you into life and to trust that like the people in your life, the people that you love and who love you will welcome that. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Special thanks to Ashley Burton for the cover art and Lemon Music Studios for the music. Please consider subscribing and reviewing us wherever you're listening to this podcast. We hope to see you next week. Bye.